Al Berry and Tim Parrish. This is the Puck Junk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast. I'm Sal Berry and along with me is Tim Parrish. And this week we have, we actually have something to talk about. The NHL has announced its plan to resume play starting later in the summer and actually have some sort of a weird playoff format, some even weirder draft lottery format, and award a team a Stanley Cup. So, Tim, how are you doing, and how are you taking the news? Well, the fact that we're going to get hockey back at some point or another is fantastic news. Mm-hmm. So, it's a hockey night in some neutral location. Hockey so. night in uh, Manitoba. Or or, sure or in New York, you know, like, no, actually, I don't think New York was one of the uh, the host cities that they're looking at. But, uh, you know, it could be Hockey Night in Dallas and Edmonton for the next, you know, or for 12 weeks, right? God, I hope not. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about the different cities. So today, Edmund- Gary... Edmonton oh. in the summer is still 45 degrees. Or negative, negative 30 According to Ilya Brzgalov. Yes. He'd be like, it's 30 degrees in in the summer. It's super, super cold. Yeah. (laughs) I miss Briz. I miss Briz. There's like, I miss him so much. Every time I think of Ilya Brzgalov, I just... You know how like Roberto Luongo is funny on is funny on Twitter. Brzgalov was just Ilya Brzgalov for those of you who don't remember the the erstwhile goaltender. Um, he was just funny in person, whether he was like intentionally funny or unintentionally funny. He's just I miss him so much. I, I wish he was still playing. I, I really. What's he doing now? I don't know. Wasn't he doing some sort of interviews, uh, like interviewing things like people a couple years ago, like at what? some of, was it the awards or was it the all-star game or I don't remember. I, I don't know. You know, I'll tell you what he's doing. He's counting his millions of dollars from the flyers. That's wonder, what he's doing. I wonder if he's on social media. Probably is somewhere. Uh, yeah, but if not, he, he should I, be. But what made Ilya Brzgalov so damn funny was that he had that accent and he had that little bit of broken English and just oh, yeah. his his tone of voice. I mean, it's how you say things that, that are funny. I mean, you could have two people deliver the same joke or say the same thing and one person does it funnier. I think Luongo writes things very intelligently and witty and smart and Brzgalov just you know, verbally is just funny. So yeah, I would, uh, we could, we could have Ilya Brzgalov giving us, um, hockey night in, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul for eight to 12 weeks. And I'd be okay with that. Okay. So, (laughs) so today, anyways, getting back off our tangent. So today Gary Bettman released a 15 minute PowerPoint presentation uh, explaining the NHL's plan to uh, resume play in the summer. And I'm watching this and I'm like, hey, I do PowerPoint presentations too. Me and Gary Bettman are a lot alike. Maybe I should run a league because I know PowerPoint and he knows PowerPoint. Uh, it, it had to be his power. I'm sure somebody else could have made the PowerPoint, but 
he didn't have any help with the um the video that he recorded because he clearly he did it on a laptop and clearly he was shaking the table because the camera kept shaking back and forth like it felt like he was like in a room with some like tremors from an earthquake just like little minor tremors because like his screen was shaking i don't know if you noticed that or not that in the his grandkids playing with pots and pans in the background i don't know if i got that i don't Um, know if you heard that but you could hear it it was it was pretty clear so anyway, so Gary Bettman released a 15-minute PowerPoint presentation on YouTube outlining the details of the NHL's resuming play. So uh, the first slide, I'm not going to read every single slide to you, although I could because I transcribed it because I felt like I was in a college class. So he started talking, he started a slide, and I started writing everything down going, oh, this might be important. And in the next slide, I was like, oh, this might be important too. But the health and safety are paramount. Fans, players uh, want the NHL to resume guidance from civil and medical authorities, NHL, NHLPA, partnership and cooperation. Probably the first time the NHL and the NHLPA agreed on something from the get-go. Yeah, I I think everybody's ready to get back to work. It's just a matter of, I mean, obviously the issue is when and and whether or not it's safe to do so. So that that's the one thing that keeps getting emphasized over and over again in the, the whole discussion is we're going to do this as long as we can and as long as it's feasible from both a medical standpoint and from a governmental legality type standpoint. So uh, as long as those things get met and covered during the right timeline, then we'll have our hockey back. Do you think this is a good idea? It, as much as much as I miss hockey and miss sports in general and want to watch hockey, do I think it's a good idea? No, I do not. Why not? Um, because if what happened this past week or this past weekend uh, in in my state, at least when they mm-hmm. open things back up, is any indication? Um, this is not the way to handle things at all. Um, I like the, you know, having, not having fans in the crowd, not having, you know, the amount of staff and press and everything else at all of these events and things is obviously a step in the right direction, cutting down on the number of personnel that's available at practice facilities and during trainings and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's not really, there, there, there's not a good way to go back to this yet. Like the all clear hasn't been given and I don't know that it will be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just my opinion. I think it's a bad idea as long as there's no vaccine because well, you're, I don't think there'll ever be a vaccine. At least no, there'll be a viable. vaccine. There was, there was a vaccine for uh, other outbreaks that happened. Um, I was watching on the news. They were talking about that, you know, with like SARS. Uh, I think they said it took them. I forgot how long it was. Uh, if it was a year and a half or if, if it was less and, and that actually that they were able to take some of that research and apply it to this 
So a vaccine is going to happen. Yeah, the problem with that vaccine is, you know, because this is a type of flu, it's going to mutate and it's going to mutate probably quickly. Well, it's already and, mutated. And, and it's going to be even worse because people suddenly feel like, oh, well, they rose, raised restrictions. Ah, so I'm taking the mask off and I'm doing whatever I want. I We had... Did that not the, already happen this past weekend? Did you the, not see the videos? That's exactly what I'm talking the about. idiots in the water park? Um, yeah, that's right near where I live. Um, Wonderful. Were you were and, you the one shooting the video? <laughs> no. Um, I can tell you a local news reporter for the area newspaper that's big in this area where I live uh, reported... And you could tell it was an editorial because he was pretty pissed. Um, the Ind- Indiana Dunes State Park, mm-hmm. which is close to where I, where I live, mm-hmm. uh, opened back up. And he said that there were more people and more cars and just more just bodies all at the park than he's seen in 50 years. Mm-hmm. Cars were backed up from the entrance to the gate all the way to the highway, mm-hmm. parked on the sides of the road that people just, because they couldn't get into the park, so they just parked the car on the side of the road and walked. The beaches were packed. People were people. that desperate. And they were constantly making the announcements to tell people, we still need to practice social distancing. We still need to be doing this. And nobody cared. Nobody gave a crap about any of it. I mean, so. when they say the floodgates are open, that's a great analogy. Because I was thinking about a dam, like a dam that, that holds the water back, right? And what do they do? They open the, the, you know, sometimes they'll open up one of the gates for, like, some of the water to come out, right? To equalize the pressure on both sides, right? But when the dam busts and all the water comes bursting out of it i mean that's what we have right now because it's like it's it's like people who would not normally go to the beach are going to the beach people who are not normally going to water parks are going to water parks and i think this whole thing is just stupid it's like i i understand that staying at home sucks i've actually enjoyed it for the most part i've missed having friends over and hanging out with friends and playing hockey and even just doing some of the things I take for granted, like going to the grocery store in the middle of the day, it's too crowded and I just don't want to be there. I'll go at six in the morning because there's less people there and I'm okay with going earlier when there's less people, but we've gotten to this point where, okay, it's like, yeah, all right, now we can start doing some things and now everybody's doing everything at once because they can because they can, and it's just like, oh my God, come on! You, it can't be that bad. Well, it 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 obviously is for these people. So, you know, it is what it is. We're gonna see another wave of it, and it's gonna hit, and we're already starting to see it because the counts are going up. Yeah, they're going up exponentially. We haven't seen numbers jump like this since it first started. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen again, and then they're going to come out with another thing and say, oh, sorry, we're all locked down again. And then what? I don't know. But anyway, I mean, getting back to the the hockey portion of it, 
Um, you know, yeah, we're talking about a, a smaller group of people, but at the same time, you know, is it good to watch? And if they do bring it back and it, and it gets put on TV, am I going to watch? Of course I'm going to watch. So is that hypocritical of me? Maybe, but I do miss sports. And if that's the way we're going to get sports back, then so be it. You know, they said they're going to test players and coaches and everybody are going to be monitored and constantly tested and all of that kind of stuff. As long as testing equipment is available. Um, so, you know, we'll see. It's so all that aside. So anyway, so the plan is, is that uh, 24 clubs will resume play the top 12 clubs from each conference. Uh, 24 teams. 24 teams, yeah. So the top 12 from each conference based on their points percentage as of March 12th. The last seven teams will automatically go into the draft lottery. Now, um, uh, Batman said that the, the regular season is now complete as far as like points and records and, and awards and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, each so the con- one question we had is whether or not they're bringing back the regular season or postseason, we do have one answer, and that's the regular season is done. It's, it's done. in the books. Is it is, so is in the that's books? That's the only question that we've answered. Good. So now Puck Junk can give their third annual Puck Junk Awards because I've been been um, been itching for for some of these uh, some of these to give some of these awards, but won't be able to give them out until like August or September, especially when I give out the um, the Kessel Cup which is for the player who should be the playoff MVP, but is not playoff MVP because his more popular teammate was named playoff MVP. And that is in honor of Phil Kessel, who should have been the playoff MVP one year, but lost out to Sidney Crosby because Sidney Crosby is more popular than Phil Kessel, not because Crosby was necessarily better in the finals. P.S. I just want to, I want to just throw out that Phil, that uh, I just want to throw out that, excuse me, start, start that over. I want to throw out that Sidney Crosby is the Tom Brady of hockey. Yeah, yeah, I will not agree with that at all. You will not and agree with that? No, I will not agree with that at okay, all. Okay, but it yes, like he's he- a polarizing figure because he's one of those players that's extremely good at what he does and is in the top one percent of what he does. And all the teams that don't have him are jealous of him and hate him. And all the team, all the fans of the team that has him, loves him, and will defend him. But I think any real hockey fan will give him the respect that he's due. And I don't think anybody hates him necessarily for anything that he's done outside of the sport. Unlike, can Tom we Brady. say that we could say the same about Tom Brady though, right? I think a lot of people hate Tom Brady for just being Tom Brady. Well, yeah, which is, which is which goes beyond just playing football. Mm. Mm. I do not hate Sidney Crosby. Good. I mean, what's to hate? I mean, he's a good hockey player. He's a great hockey player. I just think that, like, you know, Sidney Crosby can. I don't know. He could. He can have an average game, and it would be projected as like oh my god this is the greatest ever i mean i remember one year the average the un- how average nhl or average for him i don't know i remember the any i remember the onion making fun of Sidney crosby and it was it, it wrote an article and it said crosby saves hockey with two assist night 
And it was just like, you know, what a remarkable day for hockey, said Gary Bettman, you know, congratulating Sidney Crosby on the two assists he scored in a Penguins 4-2 to loss against the whatever, right? And I'm just cracking up because it was just like, you know, every time Sidney Crosby wiped his nose, it was like such a big deal back in like the, the mid-2000s, you know, like, <gasps> Sidney Crosby, oh, he's the youngest captain. Well, no, he's not. But um, in history, no, he's not. With two assists in a game, I mean, a two-point game, if you average that for the season, nobody's done that. So, uh, not, that, think, not that he was going to average that, but... I can um, name two players who still, did. But... Two, you can name two players that averaged two points per game for a season? Well, Gretzky scored 212 points in a season, and Mario Lemieux scored 199 points in the season. Yeah, but did they average per game? based on the number of games played i don't know what the stats are i mean it could well be. back then it was an 80 if you played 80 games and you got two points a night that'd be 160 so yeah i mean when mario scores 199 points that's like getting three and change points per game well hell and it's probably even more than that because he probably missed 50 games that year no, I'm thinking 88-89, you know. Oh, okay. But, of course, he had, like, the Devils to beat up on. and um, Sure. You know. But anyway, so um, getting well, make back. Sure you give out, make sure you give an award to, to Gino this year and not Crosby. For Well, for we'll, we'll have to see if he fits one of the award criteria. Oh, for winning the Stanley Cup. Well, we'll see about that because, you know, the Blackhawks, they could be a oh. dark horse I believe they I, they won. I believe I should remember this. It was the last game they played. They played the Sharks and they they lit them up pretty good that game, if I remember correctly. And all I know is that every time uh, the the Chicago news is talking about hockey or the Blackhawks, they keep going back to highlights from that game because that's the most recent game they have footage of, which is funny because it's just like yeah, okay, we get it. They beat the Sharks in that game, you know. March, April, May, June, uh, two, two and a half months ago. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. You got Chicago and Montreal both in the mix of teams as part of this play-in, I don't know what they're calling it, tournament? Is it a tournament? Play-in is a good, yeah, play-in it's, is a good It's a play-in. Tournament. It's not the playoffs yet. It's technically not the playoffs. It's, play, it's play-in. It's a round-robin for the top teams. And it's a play-in series for the other teams. So you've got to make it out of that in order to technically be in the real playoffs. But here you have Chicago and Montreal, who, come on. If this was a normal year, they would not be there. We would not be talking about them. In fact, most people wrote off at least the Blackhawks quite a long time ago. And they've been hold. They were holding on there towards the end, but even Montreal, Montreal couldn't even beat Detroit. So, I mean, <laughs> these are teams that you wouldn't normally see. And I know one of the things that Bettman brought up is, you know, obviously we're doing this because this is the, you know, this is the only way we could get this to work. And they had to have twelve teams to make it even. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But now it's going to take basically five rounds to get in or to win the cup rather than four because you got to have this. You know, if you're one of the top four teams, you got the play in. If you're one of the bottom eight teams, 
you got to play the best of five. So, I mean, will yeah, the Canadian so- will the Canadians beat the Penguins? <laughs> Normal, a normal person would look at that and be like, no, that's not going to happen. But you got to remember, we now have, we now are going into a playoff preview scenario. If this does happen with a completely even playing field, I can't remember a time where that's ever happened because usually by the time playoff time comes around, most of the teams are beat up. There's one or two juggernauts, and the rest of the teams have been dealing with injuries for months because they've been fighting their butts off to try to get to that point. And so you got one injury after another injury after another injury. All the teams are going to be healthy going into this. All the players are going to be back, barring any guys that had you know major surgery and stuff like that. But you know the Penguins are healthy. They don't have any guys on the injured list anymore. Montreal's healthy. You know, Stamkos is back. When's the last time you heard somebody say that? Tarasenko's back for for St. Louis. So, I mean, you've got a a pretty good level ground from one team to the next. So, yeah, you can cry about the 24 teams, which I listened to that at first, and I'm like, come on, letting Chicago in, letting Montreal in. I mean, look, if you're going to do that, Imagine being a Devils fan right now. Based off of the criteria, which was the overall percentage on everything, the I think the Devils missed it by .0007 or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, okay, well, you know, sucks to be you. At least you got a shot at the first pick in the draft. So Again. I think that... Um, I I think that this is a good compromise because they can't just go with the, they couldn't realistically just go with it right now. Like, cause you know, when they always say if the playoffs started tomorrow, this team would be in the last wild card spot, but we'd always say, yeah, but the playoffs don't start tomorrow. So let's not get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right. But now it's like, okay, if they just took a snapshot of what things were like March 11th or March 12th and said, all right, this is it. Well, that kind of sucks for the teams that didn't play as many games or whatever. So I get that. So this seems to be like a compromise where we're saying, okay, look, the teams that were definitely going to be in the playoffs are in the playoffs. And the teams that were all kind of fighting for those last few spots, well, you're still going to get a chance to fight for those last few spots. So that's interesting. What I would have done all right, so there's only 31 teams. If we had 32 teams right now, that would make it perfect for a 32-team bracket. I'd give the Bruins first round by, right? And then we would just do like some sort of like March Madness stuff where we start with 32 teams. You know, we could call it May Madness. I don't know, it would be July, whatever you'd call it. Um, where, okay, so obviously you can't have... That would be an eight-round playoff. That would be kind of insane. Wait. You'd have to shorten the series. Um, But, I mean, let's do three games. So, let's say... So, first round... Let's make the first round... This is what I would do. First round would be three games, right? Boston gets a bye. They get 100 points. They are better than the next team, which is St. Louis. So, then you seed the teams 2 through 31. You have them play, I don't know, best of three, 
right? So you're because only giving out one buy just for the just for the best team, right? Not the best because, team on each side. No, because okay. because because it's odd going in. Because it's an odd number. If we had 32 teams, then we could bracket it where one place 32, two place 31, etc. But what we'll do is you realize that basically means the regular season means nothing by doing that because you're basically saying a team that wins 17 total games for the whole year has a chance. albeit a small one, but they have a chance of winning the cup. Well, they'd have to beat the second place team, the blues. They'd have to beat the blues in a best of three. And then they'd have to beat the Bruins in whatever a best of five or whatever sure. we escalate it to. Right. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, come on, man. I mean, you've had teams, like just squeak into the playoffs and have deep runs. I mean, weren't the Kings like an eighth seed the year that they won the cup? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It it can happen. I mean, the Penguins should have won three cups in a row, but David so Volick, sh- stupid David Volick. I mean, who's David Volick? Talks them out of the playoffs, and that was the end of that. I, mean, I, I give the- Darius Kasparitis more credit for that than Volick. <laughs> well. I mean, you can go go back to the '80s. You know, the Oilers were going to win. Oh, the Oilers no. were going to win oh, every year, on. over and over and over again. And not until they would get knocked out of the playoffs was it anybody's game. I mean, because they, they were that good, they were that mm-hmm. dominant. Mm-hmm. So it's like you had to have somebody knock over the juggernaut. Well, mm-hmm. there's always an underdog team, just like in March Madness. You know, that's why people pick the 16 seed teams mm-hmm. because. You know, you got to pick a couple of them because you never know. And on any given day, something can happen. And that that would give them that. I don't know that I would agree with going with all with with all of them. I, w- I would still draw the line somewhere. You know, 24 makes sense just because it's an even number. I don't know that I would have went all the way to 24, though. 12 and 12, you know, mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with 8 and 8. You know, that's 16 teams. Leave it like it is. And, yeah, you're right. Not every team played as many games. You're cutting the regular season off early. There could have been a big playoff push the last couple months. But everybody's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. What you're essentially saying is, okay, those top 16 teams, you all get a shot. But we're also going to give these other teams a shot too. Even though they wouldn't have been there, we're going to give them a shot too. Just to kind of make up for the fact that we've cut out a bunch of games in the end. Right. Okay. And, the, and the teams could have made it and possibly potentially have made it, you know? So bubble teams that had a possibility and weren't mathematically eliminated. I'm fine. with that. <laughs> the teams that were eliminated, like in February, I'm no, they don't get a shot. <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't get a shot. Okay. Well, sucks to be Detroit. So anyway, um, so just some of the details here. So each conference is going to have its own hub city. Hotels, arenas, and practice facilities and transportation are all going to be in that hub city, right? So they're going to just keep them uh, to that city. Each team is going to be limited to 50 personnel, doing some quick math. So that means that there's going to be 700 people per hub city because every team carrying 50 people, right? And you yes. got 12 and 12, right? So, I mean, that's just your your – your 20 players, maybe your five extras, maybe your five black aces. So now you're up to 30 
And then, you know, your coaches, assistant coaches, video coaches, goaltending coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, trainer, assistant trainer, um, equipment manager, assistant equipment manager. You get the idea, right? So limited to 50. I like that. Um, so you looked you looked at this list of, of the hub cities, right? I did. So, so you yeah. have Chicago, mm-hmm. Columbus, mm-hmm. Dallas, mm-hmm. Edmonton. Vegas, L.A., Minneapolis, St. Paul, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So if you look at that list, Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Columbus are pretty much the only East Coast cities Mm -hmm. off of that list. Everything else would be considered West or Midwest, right? If you throw Chicago in Midwest, Minnesota in Midwest, so everything else is Western Midwest. So I would think if you were going to do one in the East and one in the West, it would be down to one of those East Coast cities, one of those three. Would you not think so? Yeah, that would make sense. Although it would it make really sense. matter if they're all going to be playing there. Well, no, but still, I would think you'd want one city in the East Coast, one city on the West Coast, just for the simple fact of... That's how the playoffs usually are. It's the East versus West. So if that would be the case, and this is hypothetically speaking, you got Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Columbus. I'm sorry, but they're not going to put it in Toronto. Really? I don't think no, that's they will. who I would pick. I would not pick Toronto. But you know what? Toronto is in Canada, and they're being a little bit smarter about this whole COVID thing. So I could see them being like, Pittsburgh have it. Well, you know, I because I don't think they would actually put it in Toronto just because of everything that's going on and the whole logistics of that of that entire thing. I think it's down to Columbus or Pittsburgh when it comes to that. Okay. Which is weird because you're talking about you know these host cities or What's the term we're using for them? Hub, um, cities. Hub, hub cities, right? So you've got hub cities now with actual playoff teams or potential playoff teams, assuming they don't get booted in the beginning. So I think that poses an interesting thing because now you have eliminating home eliminating home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. So you could possibly have home ice advantage, especially in the West. You got Vegas on the list. Vegas is still there. Now you have Chicago on the list. Chicago Chicago always has the potential to scare people. If you give them an opportunity, they can do it. You know, you got Dallas on there. (laughs) I, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you why Chicago would make a good host city, and I'll tell you why Chicago, or hub city, and I'll tell you why Chicago would not make a good hub city. So starting with the latter, um, okay, so state of Illinois is set to reopen, move to phase three, as they're calling it, on June 1st. This is where, you know, oh, you can get a haircut, but you have to follow social distancing guidelines and stuff like that. And You could go to a restaurant, but only every other table is going to have you know, people, Adam. And so um, I 
think Chicago, last I heard, and of course this can all change in a heartbeat, so from the time I hear it to the time I record it to the time I put this online, this can all change, you know, five times. But from what I understand, Chicago is doing kind of its own timeline where they're going to slow things down a little bit because most of the um, population uh, of Illinois is concentrated in Chicago. I mean, it's just the densest area. Right now, the the suburbs are like, oh, well, we're not Chicago and we're better. And, you know, why can't we do this and that? And it's like there's been a lot of pressure from, you know, the suburbs and, and whatnot. But anyway, so getting back to Chicago, I feel like they're going to be a little more measured in their um, their response. Like, OK, no, 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 we're not opening the floodgates right away. We're still doing this, taking it kind of slow. But uh, at the same time. I mean, everybody needs the money. I mean, if I was a hotel manager in one of those hub cities, I'd want the teams to stay at my hotel because I need the money, you know, because I've lost a lot of money. So I could see it being a boom to any economy because all of a sudden you have 700 people who need hotel rooms and you need to feed those people and you need to, uh, you know, all of those things that go along with – you know, when you have a lot of tourists in one place at one time. Uh, Chicago would also be good because not only is the United Center, the United Center is close to downtown, um, but then you also have um, a lot of hotels nearby. And then you also have um, the Blackhawks training facility is probably about a five-minute drive away if you loaded the players into a team bus. Um, Their training facility has, like, two full sheets of ice, and then it also has, um, you know, NHL-style locker rooms, which I've never seen. And then lots of smaller locker rooms for the kids. But, hey, they have a lot of locker rooms, right? And then there's two other rinks within um, a mile of the United Center. So, potentially, there are four rinks close to the United Center. So, if the, they're not training at the United Center, they could be training at... Fifth Third uh, Rink, which has two sheets of ice, Johnny's Ice House East and Johnny's Ice House West. And Johnny's Ice House is, by the way, where uh, goaltending sensation Scott Foster plays most of his games. He's the the men's league goaltender who filled in for the Blackhawks as an emergency backup a couple years ago. And and uh, yeah, the Johnny's Ice House was like all about like like going crazy on Twitter and like all the guys stopped their men's league game to watch the Blackhawks game when that happened. But anyway, so I think it would be a good place for it. Uh, I mean, especially since like a lot of these summer festivals are already going to be canceled. So there's there's openings. Um, the bad reason, I mean, I don't want to have more people here. I'm, I'm sheltering at home. I'm going to continue to shelter at home and I don't want a media circus. And I think it's bad if you have a hockey game. Yeah. You're going to have, you might have some media there. Hopefully not though. Right. I mean, they're going to want to talk to people after the game, right. In the locker rooms, but they really shouldn't. Right. I think you have to look at exactly that. What, what facilities are available within that with within the close proximity and Chicago has a lot. I mean, LA has a lot, obviously, you know, Vegas, if you're talking about places to stay, I mean, there's so many hotels in a small area, but everybody's on top of each other. It's not a very big Vegas. Yeah. I mean, it's big, but it's not, you know, 
Well, Vegas is reopening their casinos. I saw a commercial the other day. They're like, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. And things are going to be a little different, but they're still going to be the same. So, you know, when they say uh, uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, they need to add except COVID-19. That goes, (laughs) that comes with you. That and syphilis. (laughs) Well, that was the joke, but now we'll just say and COVID. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who... Who, if any of those comes out of the comes out of the mix, but I just found you know my original point was the fact that there's there's only three East Coast cities on that list. Um, so, so uh. right now, uh, so um, uh, what's it called? So they they want to enter. They said that all the teams are in phase one right now, which is like isolating. The the teams are isolating now, right? The players right. are isolating and being tested and all that stuff. So phase two is early June. Teams will have voluntary small group training. Phase three is going to be July 1 or later. That's going to be training camp. Phase four, they didn't really say, he didn't really say when it was going to be, but clubs in two hub cities will resume play and conference-based uh, round robins, and we'll talk about those round robins in a little bit. But um, what's it called? So um, uh, what was I going to say here? So... Um, I, uh, it seems like there's a long stretch between phase two and phase three because, um, you know, early June to July one or later. So you're basically giving the players four weeks to get into shape before they go to training camp, which back in the day, that's what players used to use to get into shape. But now they, (laughs) they have kind of like a pre-training camp and then a training camp. What are you saying? Round is in the shape. Well, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So, um, and then as far as um, what's it called, the uh, uh, Eastern Conference. So, uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia. Those teams are all locks. Those teams are in the playoffs now. As far as the teams that need to be in the qualifying, um, oh, actually, let me rephrase that: Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia are going to play a round robin against each other to determine how they're going to be seated one through four. Yes. Then it's Pittsburgh, Carolina. You clarify that. Yeah, no. So that's kind of interesting that they're, they're playing a round robin. So they're going to play against each other to, um, to, to reorder them. Right. Um, so there's your, well, the regular season meant nothing because Boston should be the top seed regardless, but now we're going to reorder them. I mean, because, they might go two and two against, uh, or whatever, one and one, two, three. They might go one and, I don't know, one and two. But anyway, so um, then Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, Toronto, Columbus, Florida, the Rangers, and Montreal. So those teams are going to uh, be in qualifying round matchups will be best of five. So we're going to have Pittsburgh versus Montreal, Carolina versus New York Rangers, New York Islanders versus Florida and Toronto versus the blue jackets thoughts well like i already said montreal has no business being there but mm-hmm. that gives them all the more reason to be the upset and to come out and to scare everybody and surprise everyone and you know do some damage mm-hmm. um i mean I don't, I don't like this setup, 
simply for the fact that there are so many teams and you've now created this another level of playoff caliber hockey that's mm-hmm. technically not even the playoffs. It's just a play-in. Mm-hmm. Um, so more games, more wear and tear, more players to get hurt. Mm-hmm more things can happen you know like i just like we just got done talking about this is an even playing field everybody's healthy Mm -hmm. going in everybody healthy well now you give more more opportunity for you know for that very thing to happen for guys to go down and and it's inevitable i mean players get hurt all the time you know that stuff that kind of stuff always happens but now now you've made everybody prone to it. And I know I sound like a stupid Pittsburgh homer when I'm talking about this because I don't want to play Montreal because I think it's stupid. But I'm just looking at it overall picture. Look, we could we could feasibly, okay? We could feasibly, and nobody in their right mind would have ever said this back when they stopped the season or paused the season. We could have a Chicago-Montreal Stanley Cup Finals. We could. That's what I wanted in 2010. I'll get well, it 10 years you later. Have, you could have it 10 years later with two teams that have records that look like just – they have no business being there from a normal playoff standpoint. So, you know, so it, be, because the whole anything can happen is more – What's the word? It, it's more uh, relevant now than probably ever mm-hmm. when it comes to this kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Because you're not having a team that just squeaks into the playoffs. Now yeah. it's kind of like everybody had time to rest, yeah. recover, recuperate right. from injuries. And, uh, I mean, you know, right. who knows? I mean. I just don't like the extra round. That's all. I don't like the extra round added to the layer. It's like saying, okay, well, we're just having another round of the playoffs. It's like that but it's not that but yet here you are having to play a five game series versus versus another team whereas you know that wouldn't have been the case so but i mean the nhl and the nhlpa agreed so obviously they went through this with a fine-tooth comb they looked at how they could do it and this was the most agreeable and feasible thing that they could have done so who am i to argue with that yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they they agreed to it, so that's that's good. When you get, like I said, when you get the league and the teams, sorry, the league and the players agreeing to things, it's it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, who am I? Who am I to say this is what they came up with? They're way smarter than I am when it comes to this kind of stuff. So, you know, so be it. This is what we're left with. This is what we're dealing with. I don't have to like it, but if I want to see hockey on the ice again this year then this is how it's got to be. So let's talk about the Western Conference teams. So you have St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. Those four teams are locks, so they're going to play their round robin to um, do first round seat, to, to be seated, right? And then, um, then the qualifying rounds, we're going to have uh, Edmonton, Nashville, Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Arizona, and Chicago. And the matchups are going to be Edmonton versus Chicago. Yay. 
uh, Nashville versus Arizona, Vancouver versus Minnesota, and Calgary versus Winnipeg. So I'm psyched that I will get to see the Blackhawks play Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers for at least three games. So I'm like super excited about that matchup, actually. Uh, yeah, obviously being able to see one of the best players in the league compete against a couple of other best players in the league. Who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, so that that's exciting. Um, for me, like, whenever I get to see a team that we don't always get to see, I get excited about that. I mean, I remember, like, when I was a kid growing up and I'd go to hockey games – we used to the Blackhawks used to play the Red Wings eight times a se- eight times a season. Play the North Stars, the Blues, and the Maple Leafs all eight times a season. So I just got tired of those teams. And then the playoffs would start, and guess who would be playing? One of those teams for up to seven games. And then the second round, we'd be playing one of those teams up to seven times, right? So it really wouldn't be until like the third round when it was like, okay, cool, Calgary Flames or. Edmonton Oilers, of course, they beat the Blackhawks both those times. You know what I mean? But like, or the, the those two years. But like, it was just, um, it, it was cool to see other teams. So I think it's kind of neat to see like uh, a Chicago versus Edmonton. Um, it's not really the first round, but it's it's a play in. You know, okay, whatever. And then who knows? I mean, Chicago might end up squeaking in and then playing Vegas in the first round or Dallas. Well, they play those teams a lot anyways, but you get the idea. It's, it's a little more exciting. Yeah. That's just the is. difference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what would you think if they like, see, I mean, okay, I understand. Or, you know, here's the other thing too. Okay. I get that. You have to put the teams, you have to group them somehow. And I guess you're doing the conference. I mean, they could have taken the, the top, 24 teams oh i guess they did but they did the 12 and 12 by each conference and point percentage they could have ranked the one through 31 they could have um put um uh one through 31 regardless of 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 conference they could have picked the top 24 they could have put all 24 names into a hat and then they could have just drawn them out and said okay hub city one pittsburgh hub city two montreal hub city one chicago hub city two Calgary, you know what I mean? They could have just mixed them up. Because who cares? I mean, I get it, like, the regional rivalries, rah-rah, I get it. You know, you want to see Edmonton and Calgary play against each other because those teams hate each other. Um, But at the same time, you're putting all the players in the same city. So it's not like they have to, it's not like, oh, well, we don't want to have the teams from New York have to travel to LA for a first round series. Okay. I get it. That would be kind of stupid, but they're all living in the same hotel. Why not mix them up? Wouldn't that have been way cooler? How would you then, how would you then come up with the later rounds? Or are you just talking in the, who cares in, in this, in this, in this year? So feasibly then, based off of that, you could have an Eastern team play an Eastern team for the Cup. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. What? You're just going to disagree with everything I say today, that Sidney no, Crosby's not. the Tom Brady no, of hockey. That, I'm not going to disagree um, with everything you say. You just need to say something that I agree with. <laughs> well, we agreed that this is a bad idea because of COVID-19. 
Well, yeah, that yeah, that okay. we do agree on, but agree on. I I don't know. The Stanley Cup has to be a conference thing. It has to be conference the conference winner versus the conference winner. Mm-hmm. It it has to be. I don't yeah, see how I it can't. Okay. It, it, and then it, you give out your 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 stupid little Clarence Campbell bowl and your Prince of Wales trophy. Well, I mean, I don't I don't care about those, but I'm saying well, but whoever wins the, the West and, and whoever wins the winners. East, but whoever wins the West and whoever wins the East, they play against each other to see who's the best of them all. I mean, how else how else can you do that? That's that's so saying so a team like if we're using this scenario of Chicago and Montreal, well. Let's say one of those upsets somebody. You're saying like so Montreal beats Pittsburgh, goes on, make gets the playoff berth, right? Moves in, eliminates a couple other you're saying potentially based on how they were ranked, they could be playing another East Coast team. It could be a, a Montreal Boston final, which would be great for that rivalry, but for the cup? Really? I mean, it'd be like an original six matchup. So I think that'd be kind of interesting, though. I think it'd be interesting to, like, uh, yeah, the first round is going to be the Maple Leafs and the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know. I, I, I don't can't know. I can't buy into it. It's, it's way too foreign and weird in my mind. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, that. but let me tell you, once upon a time... You might have to sit down to take this news, but the Flyers and the Penguins were both in the Western Division. Well, yeah, but that was also and yet ten they years were, before I was born. They were, but and yet they were east of Chicago. Think yeah. about that. Hmm. Well, right. Like I said, that was many, many moons ago. So, and there weren't know. enough teams at that time to make a conference. They well, they called them the East. Maybe they were the East Division, West Division, but yeah. still. So, I think it would have been cool to do this. It would have been, hey, we might have gotten our Washington Pittsburgh final. And really, does anybody care about the conference championship trophies? Nah. No, people want the cup. Right. Right. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, is like you know, because you know how they always award like the Prince of Wales trophy or the Clarence Campbell bowl to the conference winners. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I guess it wouldn't make sense to that. If like the flyers won the trophy that the Western conference winning team wins and, and you know what I mean? Like that doesn't make sense. I get that. So you just get rid of those. Get rid of the conference champions. Yeah. They got rid of the O'Brien trophy and that was, that used to be given to the Stanley cup runner up. Think about that. That's that was the ultimate participation trophy. Yeah, second place is the first loser. Well, I mean, it made sense when the when the NA, when the Stanley Cup was a Challenge Cup. So the NHL would get the O'Brien Trophy, you know, to the winner, and then the winner of the O'Brien Trophy would go challenge for the Stanley Cup because it was the Dominion Challenge Cup. We've we've fast forwarded in time though. I know. I'm I mean, just saying, we're, though, like... We're, we're 100 years past that. <laughs> we can do whatever we want because time and space mean nothing now. It's, oh. not like you, it's not like you're having a bunch of East and West Coast teams 
flying back and forth a hundred times for the first round. You know, actually, um, they tried this in one of the leagues, and I forgot which league it was. It was like one of the bus leagues, like um, not an ECHL, but it could have been like the Southern Professional League. Um, it was like one of those teams that had like one of those leagues that had like Florida and like those states, you know, one of the like minor pro leagues. And here's what they did. They actually let the the best four teams in the playoffs. They said, okay, like they let like the they let the teams pick who they wanted to play in the playoffs. They said, all right, you're the top seed. What team do you want to play? And you know who they picked, who the top seed picked? logically they would pick the worst team logically they would pick the worst probably team, but they would pick i would say they would pick their whoever their rival team is or closest the to it closest team oh okay because it was a closest shorter, proximity shorter trip yeah and they I were gotcha. less interested the players were less interested they in travel making a long trip to yeah. play a shitty team They're like instead they wanted to make a shorter trip and it was okay that they were playing a better team. It was just that they were still ranked higher than than anyway. They, they still had a better record, but they were more interested in the shorter trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I get that sort of thing for, like, the playoffs where, okay, it makes sense that these teams are, are closer to each other. And then in the final, then you have these coast-to-coast trips. But I'm just saying they could have just seeded them 1 through 24 from just – overall league standings and then they could have still did their play ins and round robins and this and that's and whatnot and then they could have just you know they could have done a round robin they could have done a seven game round robin where the top eight teams would um yeah the top eight teams would play seven games one game against each other and then that would figure out seeds one through eight and then you have the other uh 16 teams do their uh their their play-in, you know, and then that narrows that down to eight. Yeah, that would have been I'm loving this idea, man. I need to work for the NHL. I could just be an idea guy. I'd be like, Gary, listen to me. This is what we're gonna do. We're just gonna put all the names in a hat, and then we're gonna dust off Cooperalls, and then we're gonna bring back the glow puck. Uh, then not only will he be booed, you will now too. Eh, I get booed anyways. No, you know what? I'll take that back. I don't get booed. People don't know who I am. But I will say this, and I'm tooting my own horn here. I won a writing award recently. Yeah, so you did. Congratulations. I, I'm not getting booed. <laughs> that's right. I'm, like, raising an eyebrow, like, hmm, okay, that's pretty cool, right? So That was pretty cool. Yeah, hey, and it was about the Russian penguins, of all things. Hey, it was a good article. So well, thank you. Apparently, deserve... apparently, people didn't know a lot about the Russian penguins, so I provided a, a great service to to the world of hockey and the world of sports by writing about a long defunct team that was an experiment between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Soviet Red Army team. Well, and, and you, a lot of people don't know about it, or or for have forgotten about it simply for the fact that it was not highly publicized at the time. Now, were you living so, in Indiana when that happened? 93, 94, 94, 95? I just moved here. Yeah. 
Okay, so I was going to ask what you would have remembered about it being in Pittsburgh, because in Chicago, it was like maybe a paragraph in like the sports news and notes page, like next to all the like statistics. So it wasn't even just like a story. It was just like a little footnote. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall much, uh, much, much reading much press about it or anything at the time. But like I said, I, I had just moved out to this area. So. So anyway, so, okay. So yeah, so we don't like, you don't like that idea. That's fine. So, all right. Team seated. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we, we talked about that. Um, so the first round and the second round are going to be, Best of five or best of seven. They're not sure yet because they're not sure when all of this is going to start. So they're going to just, you know, if they have more time, they'll do more games. Um, so the first round after the, the qualifying the round. Yes. Qualifying round is going to be best of five. Correct. First round and second round are either going to be best of five or best of seven. Maybe one's best of five, maybe two's best of seven. Conference finals in the Stanley Cup finals will definitely be best of seven um and that's good that's good i don't mind i mean i remember the 94 95 season um they had best of five series i was okay with that they did that in the 80s too i was okay with that well because that was before i was a hockey fan so (laughs) i didn't know about that honestly well it's easy to be okay with something if you don't know about it no but i'm okay with the idea i mean the nba does best of five series don't they yeah, I don't have a problem with best of five. Best of seven just seems to like just drag it on. Um, like I get it for it a can. final, for a final, I think it's awesome. But I think for like the first round, oh my god. Well, it can if you have a bad matchup, especially. Yeah, or, I mean, or a matchup that gets thrown on TV all the time, and it's two teams that are in small markets that don't have a huge fan base and nobody wants to watch on TV. Mm. So instead of having the A-game announcers, they have the regional announcers, and one of them tends to be a homer mm-hmm. and yelling and screaming all the time when somebody scores. Never mind, that's too close. It's Come too on, close I, to home. I know, I, I know. To, I don't need to continue talking about that. <laughs> Leave Pat Foley out of your, out of your, your uh, angry comments. He's well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, hey, do you? I have no problem with five. Though? Yes. Go, go on YouTube later and listen to Pat Foley's uh, rant about Alexander Karpatsev. It is epic. When's that from? Early two thousands. So he hated Karpatsev. With a passion. Now, this game was on the radio. Huh? Did he rob his house or what? No, no, no. The player was just, I mean, rest, may he rest in peace, but he was just, he was a dick. So, for reasons which fully explained. So, he's calling the last game of the regular season, and the Blackhawks are not making the playoffs. And he says, and I am just very glad that I will never have to save the name Alexander Karpatsov again. Let me tell you a thing about him. And then he just goes on this rant about just what a horrible teammate he was to his 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 to the other Blackhawks and just just it was just funny because he was just so like Foley was is a lifelong Blackhawks fan. So yeah, he is a homer, 
Um, I, I think if I had to rank, though, most annoying homers, Washington. Washington and Philly. Oh, my God. Philly. Ah. And, and, and Washington. Those, those, I, yeah. Anyway. You're, you're forgetting the worst of them all. Pittsburgh? No. Jack Edwards in Boston. Oh, you know that the. By far the worst homer announcer there is. Truth be told, I don't watch a lot of Bruins games. I'll watch them if they're on NBC and it's Doc Emmerich. Yeah, that's fine if it's a national feed, but if they've got the local feed and Jack Edwards is on, nope, I'm out. No, but see, there are local guys that I love. I mean, I love the Sharks broadcast crew. I love the Kings broadcast crew, the Avalanche. I'm more of a West Coast guy. So, I mean, those are the teams that I'll watch. And, you know, I mean, Penguins, sure, I'll I'll look for them. Uh, it's so many times the Penguins feet. play in the Bruins, and it's the, and it's the Bruins feed on, mm-hmm. like, center ice. Mm-hmm. And... I'm immediately like searching every feed I can possibly find to find the home, the home feed. (laughs) And if I can't, I'll turn on the app on my phone and listen to the radio feed with uh, Mike Lang and, and Phil Bork and deal with the delay (laughs) from the video versus the audio just to not listen to Jack. Is there much of a delay? Um, with the mobile app and the video. Yes, there is. Okay. You know, because I'll, I'll say this back in the because the video is streamed, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So the, of course there's a delay. Back yeah. in the '90s, when I watched the Blackhawks, I was such a dork that I would, um, I would mute the TV because they would simulcast the TV broadcast on the radio, and I would listen to the radio broadcast while watching the television broadcast because I noticed that. The radio broadcast was like a half a second or like a second faster. So to me, it sounded like Foley was calling the action exactly when it was happening and not like a split second later. It just, it synced up better for me. It was just like, he'd be like, and a shot from a Doug Wilson as Wilson was taking the shot, not after he took the shot. So it was, I thought that was cool because the TV had like a one second. Yeah. You uh, always have that slower. You always have that that brief right. split between the live feed versus what's actually get what actually gets broadcast. Yeah, so I, so I loved I loved that. That was to me that was cool just to make it was it like in real hockey in real time. Um, yeah. So don't ask me to explain the the draft lottery. I mean, from the beginning, Bettman said. <laughs> don't ask you. Bettman could barely explain it. Well, that was the thing, and so he said that it's complicated. I'm thinking, okay, Professor Gary. Um, if you're a teacher, the first thing you don't do is you don't tell your students it's complicated. I teach web programming, web design, web programming. And when we get to JavaScript, I'll say to my students, some people think JavaScript is complicated. I said, it's not complicated. I said, people just want to say it's complicated. I said, it's easy. You know, and I just tell them from the, I don't ever say something is hard. I'll say that there are aspects about it that are difficult, but if you tell somebody something is hard, that's just going to shut them out to it. So when he said it's complicated, I'm like, yeah, whatever, try me. And then he explains it, and I'm like, uh, okay. And then he keeps going, and I'm like, uh, okay. And then I stopped taking notes at that point. That was the point in Professor Bettman's class where I just checked out and started playing with my phone because oh. I just didn't get it. Well, and I think the important takeaway of the whole thing is 
So because that five-game play-in series is not being considered round one of the playoffs, all the teams that lose in that play-in series will be treated as teams that didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Just like the rest. So for the purpose of the draft lottery, those, what is it, eight teams that lose plus the seven teams that didn't even make it to the 24-team breakdown. So that's going to be your, essentially that's going to be your lottery. But it's broken into phases potentially, and that's where the confusion comes in because nobody's used to that. They're just used to, here's the draft lottery, here, well, let's pick the balls, boom, 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 boom. Here's how it works. Um, so you have like phase one that's going to be the seven teams which didn't make it into the 24-team breakdown. Yep. And but those then, are to determine picks one through three. Correct. So if... All three of the first picks, picks one, two, and three, end up coming from those seven teams, then they don't need to do phase two of the draft. Everybody mm-hmm. else will just fall in line based off of seeding, like it mm-hmm. normally would be. If for some reason one of those teams that loses in the first part of that tournament, is one of those top three teams. They have to do the phase two. So they'll have to hold the spots for the teams that are still in the tournament as, you know, whatever, team one, team two, team three, Mm -hmm. or whatever, A, B, C, D, or however they're going to designate them. And they'll have to hold those spots until those teams are eliminated to determine who's going to actually get the lottery pick. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where the confusion comes in, because I think a lot of people are looking at that going, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But you have to look at it from the standpoint of how the NHL generally does their lottery. And that's every team has a chance. Like every year, every team has a chance. One in a million is still a chance. But the fact that you're probably not going to get it it is also true, but it's still a chance. So, you know, there. So it's gonna, it's gonna come down to where you finish. If you're not one of the seven teams that's not in, I guess your chances. What is it the same? Is that how that worked out? Do all um, the seven teams have the same percentage? Uh, or or is it broken? Like, I think it's broken up by, yeah, I looked at that chart and, um, thank you, Gary, for the chart, by the way, it was very helpful. I should have taken a screenshot. It'll last longer, but, um, it was, uh, those were broken by percentage, but then it seemed like the other teams, uh, the, the last eight teams, um, the ones that are getting eliminated from the play-ins, it seems like they all have an equal chance. Like they have some sort of like, they have an equal chance. He, he the way he explained it, they have um, a 3% chance of getting the top 
spot. Yeah, that's what I thought he said. It was 3%. I knew it was some like small number. So you have a 3 So if you lose if you lose in that first what what are we calling it? The play in round. The play in. It's not even a round. It's a play in. If you yep. lose in the play in, you have you still have a 3% chance of winning the top overall pick. If you lose the play in series. Yeah, but I mean Detroit has much better odds of getting the first overall pick. Sure. But we saw I, how that's gone the last few years. I think what's happening is so if the non-playing teams win picks one through three, there's no need for a phase two. Then I right. think everybody else just falls in line. Right. So I think the idea is is if let's just use Chicago as an example. Let's say Chicago and Edmonton are playing. And then it's like, hey, Chicago, you won the top pick. Now it's like, hmm, do we really want to beat Edmonton? All right, let's uh, let's call in our, our our third string goalie, Malcolm Subban. No, 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 no. Further down the the depth chart, you know, get to you know who is that guy that the Penguins uh, used at the end of eighty three, eighty four in net. Um. The end of 83, was it? Uh, oh, I can't even think. Oh, come on. Oh, you're killing me, man. I put you on the spot for any bit of Penguins <laughs> trivia, and you just want to talk about Pete the Penguin. I do. Yeah, I mean, we get it. You rem- you know Pete the Penguin. That's that's great, but but you don't know the name of the, the terrible goalie that they put in net so that they could, uh, you know, they could make sure they got the first overall pick in 84 to get Mario yeah. It wasn't just because of him. I mean, they, it wasn't Michel Dion. It wasn't they, they Toronto were pathetic other than that. All right, no, Roberto Romano, sorry. Um, say what? So uh, they what? were pretty pathetic other than that, too. Okay, so. so what I'm saying is is if you're a team that's currently in a play-in and you get the top spot, holy moly, I don't want to... Um, I, 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 then I go, hmm. We're not making any... We're not making any ticket revenue from games because that's what the playoffs do, right? You go to the next round in the playoffs, you sell tickets, you make you make money that way. Oh right? yeah, they're banking they're banking completely on sponsorships and co- commercials and TV and and all of that because that's all that's all they're going to get out of this. Now I know hockey players want to win, but I'm telling you right now, if I owned Blackhawks and the Blackhawks got the top spot. And I would look at the team and think, hmm, do we want to take the do we want the top spot or do we want to win the next round? That's why if a non if 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 a team in the play-in gets picks one, two, or three, they're gonna redo that. They're gonna re they're gonna redo that if one of those teams gets gets the picks. So what I think they should honestly They're gonna redo the whole draft order? Um, that part I didn't quite understand. Gary was a little vague on those details. Because I, I thought those picks were protected, regardless of finish. Like, if you if you win the number one pick, and you're still a technically a playoff team, and you win your round, and you move on, I mean, you could go all the way and win the Stanley Cup and still keep that pick, I thought. 
I feel like he really should have had an illustrated example. Like, let's assume that the Penguins and the Flyers, you know, like the instead of just well, saying, and if a team and a non-playing team and a playing team, and I just like, no, just give me an example. Just don't stop with these abstractions. Just give me an example. Well, and that's why I was thinking that, because when I heard him say that, I started thinking in my head, okay, the Penguins don't even have a first-round pick. So this is this is a no, way they can so get the, one. Whoever, no, no, no. Whoever owns the rights to that pick would still. So if they get the top seed, just saying, um, whoever has the rights to their first round pick would get that pick. He he made that clear in the, in the presentation. I must have ignored that part. Wow. I was too busy booing. Too busy what? I was too busy booing. Oh yeah, no, I was too busy taking notes. Um. That's the teacher in me, always a student, always a studious, taking notes. Um, just happens naturally when I see a PowerPoint presentation. Um, yeah, I feel like they could have uh, explained that part a little better. But you know what? I don't care because at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect my life. If the Blackhawks get a great pick, awesome. If they don't, oh, well, you know. Yeah, but it's a, it's the Alexis Lafreniere sweepstakes. Oh, yeah, that guy. Okay, I forgot about him. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that's exciting. Pretty good. He's a damn good player. So. Yeah, well, I hope a team that can afford him gets to draft him. Uh, well, I mean, what do the, wing, what what the wings have? An 18% chance? 18.5%? Yeah. Based on the odds? So Something like that, 18. And then you got the Senators... Well, if that's the case, if people keep their picks based on trades, that means the Senators have two picks, right? Because they have San Jose's pick. Mm. So they've got 13% on one and 11% on the other. Mm. So there you go. Plus the Devils are in that mix too, since they're out of the list, and which means the Devils get another shot at another first round pick. They're they're this generation's Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, Edmonton got too many first first overall picks, and they squandered almost they every squandered one of them. Squandered almost every one of them. Yep. Anyway, that's a different that's a different story. So yeah, so this draft lottery is highly confusing, and with. With, with any luck, teams one through seven will end up in the top three and we won't have to deal with this second round thing and we can move on with our lives. Hey, thank God we don't have an expansion draft after this. That would really mess things up. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. Be ne- that's next year. That's next year. I'm yeah. just saying. That that's, would just... that's next year, which is going to start in January. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Here, you know, if this season does get off the ground and go as planned, I mean, you're not talking actually putting something on the ice until the middle of July. Playoffs will be going through August. August, September. Yeah. So maybe you start the, the season time, in November, like the, the NBA. This, yeah. Well, you know, there's gonna there's gonna need to be a cool down period at least for some teams. Yep. They're not gonna be able to just jump right off the playoff, play out of the playoffs, and just start you know, ready for the next season. How do you, how do you factor that in when you have to have a, well, you don't have to, but how do you have a training camp? How do you bring in, how do you bring in your rookies? How do you bring in your prospects? Right. You can't do prospect camp. 
Are you going to do prospect camp while your team is still playing in the playoffs? I don't think so. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. So, yeah, one of the things is maybe next season isn't going to start until after Christmas, which would be extremely weird because now what? Because of this, every season now has been changed. So seasons are now starting in January and ending in September. Oh, my God. The NHL could start its season with the Winter Classic. And and then there's never there's no hockey in November and December anymore. Dude, that would be so epic. Let's just play hockey all year long. Let's just skip it. Let's have I like a that idea. 12-month season. Sure. Then I don't even have to pretend to try to get into baseball. There you go. I'm like, oh, the Cubs got some new pitcher. Maybe this is going to be a good... Yeah, I can't watch this. <laughs> there you go. I can't watch this. I, I, you know what? I watched the Cubs as a kid. I watched them. I'll watch them when they are in the playoffs. I wish them no ill will. I'm just not a baseball guy. I just, I, I can't. You know what, though? Playoffs is a, is, is a different story because obviously the stakes are raised. I could get it. When, you're, when, you, when you play the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, 14 times a season, it's, it's kind of hard to just get into it, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, Cubs, Sox, I want to see them succeed, but I just, I just can't get into it. Playoffs, like I said, though, different story. Um, cause everything is better and everything means something. Yeah. Playoffs are better in any sport except basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right. So I, I think we've said all that we, we could say, I mean, it's funny that what took Gary Bettman, Professor Bettman, 15 minutes to discuss in a YouTube video took us about an hour 20 to discuss, but we're picking it apart and, and, and we're doing a forensic examination of, of, of all these things and the, the, the rights and the wrongs and the ifs and the buts and the, the what's and the whatnots. Yeah, and in, in our defense, I don't think he even understood half of what he said. So just for the simple fact that it sounds good in your head, but when you actually try to say it and explain it to people, it's not so good. As as evident by the trying to explain how the draft is going to work. Yeah. Well. Okay. We'll let him slide on that one. Um, so, uh, any anything else you want to add before we uh, we wrap this one up and uh, and and file it away? Well, I will say this: if hockey comes back, it will be a great day because it would probably be the first sport of any of the major sports to actually put something out there for people to be able to watch and consume. And I think that would be great. It'd be great for the sport, but you know, all that, all that aside, I think they still need to be very, very cautious with what they, what they do and the decisions they make. So hopefully it will boil down and truly will boil down to what cities feasibly we can do this in where can we go and is this safe right and as long as they keep player safety as the number one thing then i'm fine with whatever they choose yeah it should really be interesting to see how this uh this this unwinds so anyway so thank you for listening to the puck junk hockey podcast if you like this podcast please be sure to like and subscribe we're available on itunes google play music and anywhere else where you find 
podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider buying a shirt to support it at shop.puckjunk.com. And until next time, thank you for listening to our podcast, and we will be back in a week. For more hockey goodness, follow us on Twitter at Puck Junk. 